Welcome to the State of the Legacy podcast. My name is Zesky, and I'm joined today with... You're here with me, Sydney. And me, David. Doomsday. Alright. When did you guys come up with that? Oh, we didn't come up with we it. We did it. It was just like... like David, yeah. pop your head. Uh, for, a cool guy I met in a Eternal Weekend. Um, we ended up like, hanging out every once in a while uh, whenever we went out to like uh, an event on the East Coast. And he just came up with Doomsday because I told him like I've been playing Doomsday since pretty much I started playing Legacy. And he's like, oh, you, you know what? I'm going to call you Doomsday. All right, all listeners, this is the first time I've ever heard of Doomsday. You've never heard of it? It's a few years old. Dude, I've never heard of Doomsday. Because David's That's like, years. David's like, I'm gonna go from legacy to vintage. How many cards do I need to port over? Just my doomsday. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like doomsday and legacy and vintage. But yeah, no, like we met this dude. I don't know. I, I don't remember his name, but like we would see him at events, and he'd always refer to you as Doomsday. Yeah. No, I like it. I just this is the first time I've ever heard it. So I think it was interesting that both you guys were in sync, one mind, well, to you- like lay it out to the world. <laughs> This is Doomsday. You were probably at those events too, Sydney. Yeah, but you know how I am. I'm pretty quiet. I think we talked about it prior to the podcast. I need to speak up. I need to open up a little bit more. But right. like for me, like I, I like to shell up like Sit a turtle. Sit back and observe. I am the, the Ninja Turtle of the group. I yeah. just like get in my shell and I yeah. just well, stick myself. How about this? Here, we'll give you a chance to break that shell. What is new with you? A new with me? Like I think like the... The past or the previous podcast we talked about me uh, selling my house, so it's going to close on Friday. Ooh, congrats! Get uh, that money. There's some money coming in since I bought it ten years ago when I was 24, and so like it's it appreciated quite a bit. So what alpha cards are you buying? I I don't want shit, guys. You're getting one vintage deck no, or two vintage no, decks. I want to want things. That's what I tell my girl all the time. But I don't have this like want to buy anything. I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty content. Right. So you're selling your house, uh, and then it looks like you're breaking ground on a new home, right? Yeah, we're gonna be building a new home in a, a sub sub a smaller community outside of Gilbert, and uh, it's a little pricey. So a decent chunk of that money is going to that house, about okay. like seventy thousand dollars. So for those of you that don't live in Arizona, Arizona is the new California, where <laughs> real estate is in the same. So uh, yeah, Sydney's getting married next month. Congratulations. Congrats. Um, we're, you're selling your house. You guys are building a new house. So, like, you've got a whole lot going on with you. Yeah, I can't wait, like, because it's going to be quite bigger than the previous home. So, I'll be able to, like, host more magic things and, like, uh, invite a lot of the legacy locals to actually play in this bigger, bigger space that I have now. Quite bigger means it's over three times larger than the house that we're in right now, my house. And by inviting some of the legacy community, he can invite the entire legacy community to his house because it's like 5,000 square feet, right? It's about 4,500, yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll hang out in the garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. If I go to your house, I have to play in the garage. Like, not, never again. He's going to drive away. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, anyways, what's new with you, David? Uh, I, I've kind of been building my house, as always, and just kind of working at the airport, doing well. But, um... I actually have been playing a little bit more Moto than Zero, so that's kind of fun. Um, with uh, some tournaments coming up, I kind of am trying to resharpen my ant skills. Um, and other than that, uh, I guess I've been kind of like looking at maybe moving some alpha cards here and there, but I'm still not 100% sold on what should I do. Okay. And for those of you that don't know, building David's house means that last year when he was starting day one of GP Bologna, his dad called him and said, hey, uh, your house burnt down. So <laughs> I took it as a joke until he told me your magic card survived the fire. And then I'm like, uh, he wouldn't say that if yeah, this is you a wouldn't joke. You wouldn't joke about the magic cards. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> but fortunately, I think you had all your alphas with you in In Italy, Italy. with me. With uh, me, Yeah. So like, I had my a lot of cards there, but like... I didn't have my main deck there, so. yeah. but knowing that all of them survived the fire was... Yeah, yeah but it's a brighter picture, because like, you're going to build a bigger home, right? True, true. Sure. It's going to be definitely nice. Um, I didn't want to do the whole Phoenix thing, you know, Rise from Fire, but I guess it's, it's what just, I have It was to meant do. to be. It's part of your arc. Yeah, yeah it's, it's part of where we live, I guess. Right. So, you know. <laughs> um, so with me, uh, life's been pretty straightforward, like... So, like, outside of the fact that, like, I, and so Cyrus Corman Gill commented on one of my posts the other day. That, uh, yeah, that was a big So, 
Uh, I'll, add, I'll, I'll tell you the story, and then I'll tell you what he said, and it makes perfect sense, right? So I was sitting in my office working, and like I saw this shadow like pass across my window, and then I heard a thud, and then go outside, and you know, like typical Arizona fashion, a saguaro cactus fell on my house. Always like, happens, always. So, I mean... And then, so yeah, like, I posted on Facebook and like Cyrus, like this is the most Arizona picture ever, which <laughs> you can't argue, right? Like no. someone was like, oh god, a, a gigantic thirty foot cactus fell in my house. Like that happened, but uh, we moved it off. And David and I are no, uh, we're not. This is in our first rodeo about two years ago. A cactus fell in my front yard, and you know we broke up the chainsaw, hacked it up, and uh, we 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 got rid of it pretty quickly. But other than that. Um, Played a little bit of Magic. Last week, I streamed some Magic with a buddy, Tony Hare, who eventually we have to have on the cast. Oh, I'd love Tony. Tony's a blast, man. Yeah, absolutely. Tony Hare. Um, and then I played a little bit this week, but I've been really busy with work, so I've not played too much Magic. Um, and we will kind of touch back on you, David, in a second. But like in terms of buying and selling Magic, uh, a conversation I had with a buddy was like, do we consolidate our collections now with like how the landscape of Magic and how Legacy is and how just... like Eternal formats are in general. So this past week, I sold my playset of Beta Swords of Plowshares and Beta Lightning Bolts. Mm. I'm not a control player. Like, like I'll dabble, but I'm a combo player. So, you know, like, do I keep these old ass cards or do I take two thousand dollars? Right. So I took two grand to pay some bills, save some money, and you know, buy some other stuff. Um, but yeah, like in the last few weeks, I've not bought any cards. Uh, but I've sold some of my beta stuff. What about you, David? I know you're talking about your alphas. Yeah, uh, I'm half considering maybe moving my alpha duels. Uh, I've had them for so many years, and uh, I've had so much play out of them, and like I enjoyed them for a long time. But uh, just with how things are going, and also just like the burning of a house kind of sucks. So like <laughs> it'll be refurnishing and everything. So. I, I have been thinking, like, maybe I'm a little older. I'm kind of more down to just play with, like, a revised set or maybe do an FBB at least. Yeah. But I, I was thinking of just downgrading but not selling any of my cards so I could still play Legacy to the fullest that I want to. I won't lose any deck. I won't lose any cards. That I'm just going to, like, de-pimpify a little I, bit. I will say, David, I will welcome you to the scrub community of us who survive <laughs> dual players. I know you have, like, the pimp-out deck, but it's okay. It, it is. It is. It's the same card. It's the same thing. It's still fetchable. Yeah. I feel like an Alpha Underground C can, like, furnish a living room. <laughs> so. It definitely could. So. Easily. It, and then. Although it's a little uh, harder on the eyes, a revised underground CE still taps for black and blue. And I, it's still and I saw uh, this local player had these sweet ass uh, perfect fists that just made the border black. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> you could always just go with that option too, yeah. right? Yeah, you could kind of get sleeves that black border your duels. Yeah. Save you so. thousands. So, you know, there's there's options. I'm pondering them over. I mean, that, that pauses the question, is pimping a deck still a thing? So, and, and that, so okay, so like that, that's a great question, right? Like, one, like, we've not played much Legacy this year, right? Like, I think Sanction play ended in March. We yeah. had our last City Champs. Um, and then also, like, kind of leading into it, right? Like, at the be- I don't know if it was last year or earlier this year, like, Wizards kind of, like, indicated no more Legacy. I know Star City said they were going to remove Legacy from the schedule. So, personally, I feel the days of, like, rolling up to a Grand Prix or, like, an Eternal Weekend or Eternal Extravaganza or just anything like that, like, with your pimped out deck, like, I think those days are behind us. Like, we might, like, I don't know. I'm being optimistic here, but I don't even know if we'll get one Grand Prix this, in 2021 for Legacy. I, I kind of see where you're seeing that, but I kind of have more optimism behind it. Uh, we got to remember, like, the St. Louis tournament that popped up, the 100K and whatnot. Uh, I believe other people will do it. I don't think MKM will stop doing legacy tournaments. Uh, Italy still did their four-season tournaments. Um this lock on sanction play is only for the Americas, so it's still getting played. I think we just won't have an opportunity to go out maybe once a month. It might just get a little smaller density in events, but like 
I I hope that like Wizards still supports Eternal Weekend maybe in a better way if they drop GPs as a legacy thing maybe invest more into an Eternal Weekend so we have like a really good holy grail of a tournament sure and we will touch on it later about Eternal Weekend this year but it sounds like they're willing to support it still yeah I agree with David the fact that I hope that other people are going to start promoting this format. I know Wizard of the Coast doesn't really like it, and that's what they dropped the legacy play for GPs. Okay, that's fine, but like as long as other people take that mantle up, we're going to still play legacy in paper tournaments. And in that, that fashion, I think still people want to pimp out their decks. I think there's people out there that want to have their one little deck that they like playing. That like And this, like again, like pauses the question, would you rather have a bunch of different decks or one specific deck that is your pet deck? Sure. And also kind of, you can look at your deck as like almost part of your outfit. You're almost going to a tournament to meet a whole bunch of people. It's a social event. You're hoping there's going to be X amount of other legacy players. You kind of want to look, look your best. So what you're saying is like in a way your legacy deck is... In a part, your like identity. In definitely, I do have players in the Arizona meta that I'm like, oh, I know you're a Stompy player. I might like take an extra second to think what's your name, but like out of the blue, I just know what you play. Sure. Oh yeah. But does Alpha Duel or Revised Duel like is that still relevant these days? Like I don't know. Like I don't know. Like per like personally, like I'm gonna keep some of my pimp decks, but and I think it also de- depends on like what your like wheelhouse is as a legacy player, right? Well, like, of course. I'm not a control player or a mid range player. Like I'll dabble sometimes and try it, but I don't need beta soul swords of plowshares or bolts, right? Like I can use whatever I have because like at my core I'm a combo player. So so, but like you wouldn't sell, let's say, your sign dark depths for from the vault foils. Never. And get never. $80 into your pocket. No, never. Like, so, like, but that's a deck that, like, I play and I've done well with. Like, I don't know. I think I think you kind of shore up the, the cards that you don't necessarily need. Yeah. Uh, that may be pricier. Premium versions, right? So, like, I can fucking play... Revi- I, I would not play Revised Swords. I'd play, like, Ice <laughs> Age Swords. Yeah, right? yeah. So, and it's then, at least a Black Border. Yeah, and then, like... I already have a set of signed Japanese lightning bolts, so I'll play those. But, like, unless it's a deck that I'm, like, hardcore into, like, I don't need the baller version of, right? Like, with Dark Depths, like, I still want to get beta duels. Yeah. Beta Bayous, but I I don't play Snoko ever. Like, I play it every couple months, right? Just to, like, have fun. So, I don't know. Like, I, I guess you can still pimp out your core deck or your pet deck, which we'll touch on in a minute, but... I don't know. Like, I feel like the era of having like the sick all Japanese foil deck that's signed with like miscut duels that are summer. Like I think that era is over because like we just don't have the amount, the frequency of events that we did in the past. Because like I don't know. Do you want to take a twenty thousand dollar deck to FNM or a three thousand dollar deck to FNM? I, that's honestly like I recently did buy a revised duels in site that like. I want to play a deck single sleeve for the first time in 10 oh. years. Ooh, I wouldn't even do that with yeah. revised doubles. Yeah, you, you still double like, sleeves. I know, but like, you still double sleeves. I, 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 I haven't done that in years. I don't know, but I mean, I'll still pimp to an extent. Like, I like Japanese cards, I like signed cards, but like, I don't know. Like, unless it's like a card that goes in my combo decks that I play, like, I'm not buying like beta duels or beta. No, I'm with you Staples. about I'm buying beta. Yeah. Like, I, I single-sleeve my Black Red Reanimator, and it's got an un- unlimited, like, Badlands. Well, because yeah. as a Reanimator player, you don't have respect for yourself, so therefore you would not have respect for your deck. That's why you would single-sleeve it. That's so why that deck it's is, appropriate. That's why that deck is uh, single-sleeve. But, like, my blue-red like deck or any other variant of uh, Delver, it is double-sleeve. But I, I do like the fact that there's a bunch of, like, options for, like new players into Legacy where they don't have to get the pimped out like big uh, swords or bolts and yeah. they can get different variants and then play the magic and then eventually maybe they'll buy one at a time and then if they really like that deck pimp it out sure so, well, but I guess that's like what my question is right like 
It's the frequency of events has gone down drastic. Exactly. Like I don't know. Like I don't know what twenty twenty one looks like. I know there's still that hundred k that all three of us like we were. Yeah, we're signed up. We're signed up for. We're ready to play. I mean, we had the twenty k, the forty k that like we all missed this year because it got canceled. But yeah. I mean, what does twenty twenty one look like for Legacy in terms of large events? Like, and if there's not a lot, like there's, I don't see the point in having like a super crazy pimped out deck, right? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. I, I do believe there still will be the players with them out there. Yeah. Sure. So the of amount of times you can go out and flash it is drastically reduced. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm with the word like I'm in the camp with people that spend their expendable income on like things that they make them happy and the things that they like having. Even though you might not be able to showcase it, whatever once a week or once a month. Like there's some people that have like super classic cars where they get the nicest rims, all the upgrades. And they, they need to get out once. Once a month. Yeah. They, like, so, like, I get it. Uh, but, like, even if you, like, let, let's say you don't want to do that. Let's say if you want to, like, sell like, all your revise and, like, pocket the cash. Meet your alpha. Your alpha. Sorry, your alpha. <laughs> I don't have any alpha stuff, so, like, I can't say that. So, revise. Like, let's say you do that. Would it be better to, like, funnel that money into, like, a whole bunch of different decks to play a bunch of different legacy decks? Or just like pocket the cash and have your one pet deck. Is it better to have a, a huge assortment of legacy connect, uh, collection, or just have your one deck? Yeah. Um, so that's like a good question. Like I, I think I posed it to you guys before the podcast. Like, yeah. Are you at an advantage or a disadvantage by having a large collection where you can play most decks, or if you only have one deck that you can play? Like, like I, I don't know. Like. What like, what are the benefits of having just like being like either financially or just like choosing to play one deck as opposed to having a collection where you play anything right? Because like there are often times where like the meta may not be the best meta for your deck. Yeah. But if that's the only deck you have, do you just forge the the the, the harsh weather and like battle it out and become a better player for it, or do you pivot to other decks? Right. Like so. Like I think the question that Sydney's asking is like. Is it better to have one deck, or a, a, I mean, a pet deck, or the ability to play multiple decks in an ever-evolving legacy format? Um, I'll ask Sid, I'll ask David, since David's been a storm player forever. Like, if you had every legacy staple at your disposal, would you ever play a deck other than Storm, even if it's unfavored in the in the meta? So for me. Uh... I got like heavily into Legacy with uh, uh, Doomsday Fetchland Tendrils. That was like a version with like uh, Burning Wishes and you had Tendrils and Lab Man as your kill. In your favorite card, Sensei's Defining Top. Oh, yes, that was honestly my favorite. <laughs> Which has been gone for years now. I miss it so much. Years, oh my so, God. so much. But yeah, um, it definitely was not a tier one deck. And I went into it as, like, I wanted that uphill battle, and I wanted to learn all the intricacies of, like, how do you verse your worst matchup, and, like, what is your 5%, and how can you go to that 5% in the most efficient way? So, I don't know. I see it mainly as, like, you want... It's a difference of personality. Um... I myself, I want to take one thing and like perfect it in a way. Um, but I know other players do it in uh, certain ways. Like Sydney, would you? How how would you do it? Would you focus on one deck? I mean, like I agree with you, David. Like I think there's, like the reason I got into Legacy is that I started seeing the toxic nature, toxic nature of other formats, and saw that Legacy was a home where you could really refine your your skills in one archetype or one deck as you would want to say and it could be your jam and like we've seen some like those like locals here in Arizona that like have even if their pet deck was not tier one they stuck with it you got the Goblin Kings yeah and then you have like uh, you have a couple elves players a couple elves players you got like Storm Control Delver players and then you got combo players and like Anytime you like, you you sleeve up and you you play against them in you know, like an Arizona local tournament, they're playing that deck and they might not be favored against your deck, but it's that's what they want to play. 
They want to find the niche card that was printed 17 years ago. Right. Like, it's, they want, <laughs> it would tilt the scale. They've got a flex spot or two, and they've got their sideboard, and they want to, like, tailor it, but they want to play that game. And, like, that's the, the type of magic they want to play. And that's what's the beauty about the Legacy is, like, they are able to play that and still be competitive with sideboard. Because they, like, you might have your sideboard that's stock or net deck and it's not tailored towards their one little pet deck you're like oh my, oh my god you're playing against like some random deck you haven't seen in years yeah good luck against meat hooks <laughs> or, or like food chain like Jesus how often do you see Upso spells like oh my god like or this. you see Upso spells a lot now. no but like back in the day it wasn't <laughs> yeah. as powerful as it is now so I, I'm with the the camp of like find your jam spread on that toast and eat that toast and like and just go to tournaments knowing that you might not be like tier one but you play this format at least for me to for the gathering exactly yeah, as david will put it <laughs> here for the gathering uh, escape from what are your uh, your real world troubles uh for whatever a whole day hang out with buddies make new friends and then you can get a cool nickname like Doomsday David. Yeah. <laughs> or Dark Depths Espy. I just made that up right now. Oh, right. His own nickname. <laughs> what do you think, Espy? Well, no, that's like a conglomeration of two nicknames at that point. Okay. Yeah, All right. There's two nicknames. Are, but, you, are you going the, the camp of multi-deck versus pet deck? So, and that's like the conundrum that I've kind of been battling for like a while, right? Like, I could play a lot of different decks, like, but I think it's... De- like I think it's to my detriment to have the ability to play other decks because I should just stick to one deck. I should just play depths for the most part, right? I should just play depths, but I do like to dabble. But like, there's been times where when I'm like, oh well, I don't think depths is good for this tournament. I'm gonna play blue red Delver and then regret it the entire time, right? So yeah, I think Legacy is a format where. You master your deck and you stick to your deck and like you have loyalty. I think loyalty is the oh, key yeah. word here. It's a matter of loyalty. And if you're loyal to your deck, your deck will be loyal to you. And you'll 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 fight through it, right? Like the bad matchups, they get less difficult because you've played them so much, right? Exactly. You know you know what role you need to play in them and you know how to combat them on the angles that they're gonna really try and attack you. So at the end of the day, I would say that, you know, even if you have access to every single card in Legacy, you play the deck you have the experience with, and I, I think it's cliche at this point, because I know it was a, a, a point in, in Modern where it's like, you play the deck you know, Yeah. but I think it's even more important Legacy, where it's like, you play the deck you know. Yeah, you play your outs, like, you, you pray to the Magic Gods, you tap the top of the deck, yeah. you have a one-outer, and then, like, it's so much, grat- like, it's so... M- more gratifying when you like top deck your answer and you knew or you crafted the perfect game to play that one out and you get it yeah well even at that point like legacy is such a diverse format where like your deck might be a dog to some of the top decks but you may never face them yeah right like i like i don't know at this point like i feel like rug delver is a much harder matchup for uh dark depths because you have brazen borrower you have oko and you know it's just like a more resilient deck but like you could run it through a league and never face it right and you could crush all the other decks so like I think at the end of the day like your pet deck is where it's at unless it's just like your pet deck is like burn or some really oh, bad you know, you yeah they like burn they like burn I mean you talked about like playing a league there are some players that still haven't jumped on moto so like they're still like crafting their paper deck, so if that's what they want to craft in paper, I'm power to them. I respect it, and like I think like you hit home with the fact is like you regretted playing again, playing blue red Delver when you should play depths. Yeah, and I remember. I think we talked to David about it earlier. He's like, "Oh, I like playing rug sometimes, but in a longer tournament where you're going to do more of the gathering, exactly, you would play your pet deck. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think you. Yeah, I think you stick to the deck you played. Though I will admit. Whenever I'm having trouble beating a deck with my deck, I do come up to Espy and I'm like, hey man, would you let me borrow four color control? <laughs> and honestly, in my mind, it's I can't beat this deck right now. I need to just draw seven sometimes and see <laughs> how the deck operates. 
So if you have the friend that can lend you the deck, yeah. So you can just get the inner workings. You don't have to master the deck, but you can at least get the inside workings. So you can then go back to your pet deck and be like, okay, so their typical seven looks like this. And when you attack it on that front, I think that's a very good way of breaking that, it apart. That's actually like a really good point that you bring up. Like, I know the decks that I've historically struggled against the most are the decks I've never played. Exactly. So a good way to combat a deck or an archetype that you're not familiar with is to play that deck yeah. and understand its strengths, what its good hands look like, what its bad hands look like, and what its weaknesses are, right? So like Storm and Nazim Pendrels, it's not a big deck right now, but historically I've always hated playing against that deck. So I will always be in the shadows. You will, you, you will, you will. Brackets. But like I've, I've never, so like I own the cards, but like I've never played it. I've never yeah. taken the ants to a tournament. I've never played it. Because, like, one, like, full disclosure, it seems too complicated for my eight brain to where it's like, I don't think I can figure this out. Like, I don't want to go 0 oh, and 4, right? Like, I don't want to, like, lose every game. But I think playing the decks that you struggle against helps you get better at combating them. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, and for me, like, I liked, we played a couple of, like, Lacey matches before the podcast. I enjoyed watching David play, like, Storm. And it was just because, like, oh, I want to see what type of hand he, like, crafts with a seven. And then as it turns progress. But I like winning in combat math. So I would not ever want to play Storm. I feel like I'm... do that, man. Yeah, like, for me, it's like you're dirtling all the time. And you're crafting the perfect seven or six or five. And I'm like, this seems boring to me. I want to be attacking. I want to get my opponent to zero life in the combat phase. Or with the bolt off the top. Not with, like, all right, I cast enough spells to like storm you out like ah so like to encompass what Sidney said like when he cracks in for three of his true name nemesis it's not much but it's honest work he's getting three in every turn yeah it's <laughs> honest work I'm not gonna like try to jinx you or play you out you see what's on the board I might have a counter spell or something some trick in there do you like and then the thing is like do I have it I might maybe like like alright pass the turn and see what you can do if not I, I'll like bolt you at the end of the turn and like win the game yeah so I think the general sure. consensus is that we think it's ideal to stick to your pet deck yeah but testing others is yeah. sure no, and, that, and that's the whole thing about the gathering is like yeah make, make legacy friends if they've got a huge collection play against them like and borrow some cards when you're playing against uh, your buddy at, at their house and and sleeve up and see how it plays up, or if they have a, a already made deck, go out and then and pilot a couple turn a couple matches and see if you like it. Then you can start crafting that deck. It, it, it's so open that you can like try anything. Sure. No, I, I agree. And like, I guess to my point, like, I would like to get stronger at other decks. That's yeah. why I play other decks. You know. Yeah. Um. So I'll try them to get stronger at them. But like, I think it really takes a lot of. I mean, unless you're like just a natural. And I know I'm not. I think also it kind of plays on the fact that, like, you qualified for the Pro Tour. You are, like, a well-rounded player that de does decently in draft, and you played modern and standard a lot more. But I don't know. I, I stick in my format in my deck, and I sit there all the time. I got to ask this question, David. When was the last time you drafted? All right, Crickets. Dun, 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 dun. What what that L? <laughs> I drafted the unset. Just blame COVID. Just, just blame like COVID. Two years because of COVID. Yeah, I haven't drafted in like four years because of COVID. No, you drafted like you, three. You did some cube two. draft with us. Yeah, I did the unset with you guys when it came out for my, for our birthday and the true name set. <laughs> uh, Battle bond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Battleman. <laughs> but you've also done Cube with us. It's yeah, okay. That was it's a long time ago. I'm not knocking like, 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 like last year. Was it really? It was last year. With, with Michael Day. You're right. You're right. So I did do a Cube. And I actually did decently. You did well. You did, yeah. Like, and like yeah, as, a storm, and, so, okay, so, I as a storm. So, okay, so. I made a storm. As a storm. You made a storm deck. Is that really what you did? I made an artifact acceleration so I could play a creature that could play other creatures. Okay. <laughs> so I essentially, I, I crafted a combo deck. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like as like a dedicated combo player, like yourself, yeah. especially Storm, 
cube, like like legacy cube or vintage cube, would be very tough because you're like, <laughs> there's so many creatures. I don't want to draft any of these. But yeah, no, like you drafted with this yeah. and you did very. I think you went either two one or three zero. And two one. Yeah. Two, one, yeah. I, I gotta ask though, like, is it so in draft? Like, I'm very like I like drafting. It's a fun. Like, I like playing standard draft. I like all all uh, magic into all its formats. Did were you able to read what the players were passing you and like pick up on those cues, or you're just like going with your own little? I'm in my own world okay, picking okay, cards. Okay, okay. I'm in my own world picking cards, and way way back in the day, uh, Dan Ford told me about the bread method, and after my first draft, I just kind of follow it to a T, and like it's been decent. Uh, my very first draft, I was like, "Ooh, this is a good counter spell. This is a good removal. This is a great draw card. This is a." I have zero creatures. I have zero <laughs> yeah, wing cons, yeah. and I lost. And then uh, the bread was like, just kind of draft in this order. Uh, draft any bomb you see. If there's no bombs, draft removal. If you, there's no removal, evasion. And then A was attrition, and then D was like draw. So draw cards was oh, yeah, yeah, we're not worth it in draft. So you're not playing draft and trying to like ponder. Because you can deck yourself. Yeah, that's I learned that the hard way. But also, you're not doing, you're not progressing the game. Yeah, yeah. like I definitely drafted an opportunity once, and that was definitely wrong. Yeah, yeah. So like, you just bombs, remove the bombs, and like evasion. So like flying or some kind of something, and like it's it's been de- doing decently. I had two one to some. Like, All this makes me want to feel is like I want to draft more with David. I want to get him like as a draft player. I, I draft a lot on Arena, and I, I love it. I love playing combat. Is that really drafting? I don't know. Yeah, you play against you. You draft against other opponents. Yeah. So one of us needs to build a cube, and we need to start doing some cubes. You had the cube. What happened to that cube? It was like a Modern Masters 2015 cube. Okay. It was that's not... a that's a cube though, isn't it? No, but form cube. I think a legacy cube would be... shut the fuck up. Here, so <laughs> there will only be tendrils, empty the warrens, grape shots. There's one of them in the Foster Star, temporal fissures, everything. Oh man, Stifle. I will play that cube just to try to like that cube. <laughs> no, but uh, we went off on quite the tangent. It's quite the tangent. Okay, right. but no, like yeah, cube is fun. I love cube. I'd like to build a cube, but in the like, I mean, on something we touched on, like if I started a cube, it'd be like a slippery slope because I'd want to like start pimping it out. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> like, all right, it's like ah, I have my cube. Like these cards aren't shiny though. Let's spoil them out one at a time. Oh, uh, and that seems like so bad. It's part but... of the, the magic like fix of getting some like collectible yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. so. How often would you play your cube versus your legacy deck? Well, so seeing as I played my legacy decks very little in the last six or seven months, okay, I probably wouldn't play a cube much. But cube is fun and it keeps you sharp on a different angle, and you're more versatile. I think Cause, like you have to win through different means when you're playing cube, right? Like you don't always have like a storm wind con or a fucking creature combo or like whatever like so like i think playing cube regularly makes you a better player because you're like working on different angles and shit like that so like i I like i love cube right like yeah i really love playing cube and it'd be fun to like if one of us i mean (laughs) sydney who's selling his house and gonna get like a million dollars he should build a cube if I'm gonna do anything I'll just buy booster boxes and I'll draft with you guys no no build a cube no I will draft cause then we can draft it forever no I will draft Sydney's building a cube no I anyways will, I love drafting check back for Sydney's cube and David's spawn uh, cube it's gonna be like a standard a standard <laughs> cube <laughs> all the standard cards <laughs> anyway um, but I, I, th- I think at the end of all this convolution like we've decided that like Playing your pet deck is the best way to go, right? Yeah. yeah. The deck you know, play it. Uh, sell everything else. Well, uh, and yeah, <laughs> and, 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 like, and that's what I did. Like, I ended up uh, selling a lot of my modern chaff, standard chaff, and like some legacy staples that I'm never going to play to like pimp out some of my like legacy decks. So I think, like, yeah, guys, if you if you're getting tired of standard. Getting tired of like modern tryhards, go to legacy. Everybody's like chill. They they they're playing the game because they love it. And there are some like competitive like legacy players, but eh, few and far between. Yeah, well, and I don't know if you guys like so. Like, I'm sure you guys did not, 
but I checked out like the whatever the big magic tournament was this weekend. It was like the grand finals or some shit, something super cool. Ooh. What was it? Um, there were like thirty six players in like twenty eight of the decks were the same deck. It was Omnath Ramp or Omnath uh, Adventures. Oh, so you're standard, yeah. If anyone's looking for a reason to play fun magic, come to Legacy because yes. it's not like that. You if you had a thirty two player tournament. You probably have like twenty different decks. Yeah, you, know? you, you got to sell out all those like foil standard cards. Yeah, whereas you have these standard tournaments where like the best in the format, like the best in Magic, are playing the same deck, yeah, and it's yeah. not fun. It's boring. Mirrors suck. Um, but yeah, like I think the healthiest format in in Magic is probably Legacy, maybe a, maybe Modern. I'm not too in tune with Modern, but like if you had a tournament where you took thirty two of the top players and you said, "Hey, you guys are playing Legacy tomorrow." You'd have a very diverse meta. Insanely. That, that, like, pauses the question, so then what is the the meta that is Legacy now of October 2020? Rick, do you guys think D&T is back on the map? I don't think it's because of Rick. It's humans. All right, so humans. That has been dead for even longer. Humans is back on the map. Yeah. It is Is a new Legacy meta... Humans received a new card, and now humans is the dominant force in the legacy. You don't sound too happy about that. A new card? I'm joking. It's not the dominant force. <laughs> Let's see the results, boys. Go to MTG Top 8. <laughs> so, yeah, there was recently a Top 8. Not a Top 8, a 5-0, right? With Rig the Steadfast Leader, or what's his name? Rig Steadfast Leader. Yeah, um... It's not out here. Okay. It was right there, yeah. Um, it kind of looks like a Maverick shell, kind of. No well, it's, it's humans. It is humans, yeah. Um, it, it 5-0'd. So, cool. Uh, some Sky is falling. <laughs> if you get in by the secret layer, you cannot play Legacy anymore. I think you guys are like bypassing the fact that this like 5-0 player played Michonne. And in his graveyard, I can see that he's played some of the other humans that are released in the new... Yeah, his Negan. Negan, oh my god. <laughs> no, like, so yeah, we'll talk about it. But this guy also won a pro tour, so... Yeah, okay. He's so, a good player. And a, a, a league is not the biggest deal. I mean, True. and then you have to... Re- like, this screenshot that we're looking at with this 5-0 player, he played around two Engineer Plagues. He has four Noble Hierarchs <laughs> on the board. Come on, <laughs> Well, he's got an Insaring Bridge he has a fight against, and there's no uh, cars in hand. So, he of course. Two. Two Insaring Bridges. He has two. Well, because that attacks. For zero, and then, yeah. And then he's got three, four Exalted Triggers. Four wait, damage. How does he win? It's four damage. It attacks for zero. No, but, then it's, no but it's got two, two because of Frick. But the two Engine of Plagues makes it a zero, one still. Oh. Um, remember what you even God. said? Like, Brick is the only thing keeping all those humans alive. And able to attack. So you need a strong leader, guys, to power yourself up. Steadfast leader. Yeah. Oh, steadfast steadfast leader. leader. And that's pretty <laughs> much the meta. Uh, everything else is irrelevant. And the other deck, if you're playing another deck, you're just not playing to win. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's other decks. Alright, so some other decks in the meta. Um, we still have Rug Delver on top. Crushing it, killing it. Uh, four color control, which uh, our boy actually did really well in an event with that. Uh, who's our boy? He's uh, in Rock Nation. Right here. Say his name, boys. Say his name, Rock Nation. Rock, Rock Nation. Nation. No, let's just not even say Brian Rock. Like there was a player named Rock Nation. <laughs> Arizona native. Uh, congrats on your uh, second legacy challenge win. Yeah, it's great. It's uh-huh. Yeah, click on his name. Let's see when the last one was. Playing control like he loves playing, which is great. Oh, oh, uh, MDG Toppy must have not registered it. Oh, I'm sorry, Rock. I would say within the last month, though. Yeah, it's definitely within the last month, maybe five, six weeks. But congrats on the second win. So let's let's like like look at against his top. Oh, I played this guy today. He was playing lands. Fuck him. So <laughs> in the in the finals, he uh, won against Sneaky Show versus JPA, and I think you were saying JPA is an incredible player. Notorious. Yeah, yeah if you click no. on his name, it's like. It's like legacy for like the last six years. Oh my god! He look at those pages. pages. He's got 148 de- decks that are matching. Yeah, he's insane. Uh, so 
That must have been a very difficult And that's win. not a good matchup for your four card control. No, he barely has any counters. His four forces, that's it. Uh, He does have a negation. Negation, yeah. That's so, not a lot. Cause, like, go, go to his deck. He has more counter spells. Oh, yeah. He has four forces, four dazes. He has a shit in uh, Oh, yeah. He's oh, okay. It's he's a little leaner. But he, you got the Reb. You got the Pyro. Um, I guess Rock has a uh, Reb and a Pyro as well. Yeah, but you like you have the three Okos that turns the uh, Emrakuls into nothing. That's like Omniscience is so much better. Yeah, but the, but the sneak attack makes the Emrakul swing at the same time. Yeah. And then he's got... Well, let's see what he's got. Let's see those Rock Nations answer to... Sneak attack. Uh, Nicotl, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's locked up. 15, 15 <laughs> have, you, have you annihilate for six? Yeah, you annihilate for six. You have the mana floating. After annihilator's done, you block for one. <laughs> like, this deck seems so bad against Omni Show. Ah, oh, I hey. Dead card. Dead card. So he's talking about decay. Dead card. Dead of winners. Dead card. Nicotl. Yeah. This definitely was an uphill battle for him. And he still was able to win. He won. Well, yeah. Rock's a good player. Rock's an insane player. Yeah, guy. he is. Uh, apparently in the semis, he either got through a red stompy or a four-color control. Um, I don't know. I, I would believe he has a pretty good handle of both matchups. There's one thing that, like, some tidbit of, like, Rock Nation's, like, him as a person. There is a mythology of this guy doing a roundhouse kick on a tree branch that was above his head <laughs> in Seattle. GP Seattle. I was not privy to it, but there's a video of this going like that somebody in has. flip-flops. In flip-flops. Zan had it. Zan had it. Yeah. Yeah. You do not mess with Rock Nation. He was, like, he was able to like fucking do a roundhouse kick behind his back on a tree branch above his head. So, yeah, this guy doesn't fuck around in magic or in life. Yeah. <laughs> Beating through uh I'm not going to say teamer control, but I just did. I'm just going to move on. Rug. So, Rug, uh, all my spells. You know you we're, not, we're not recording, right? You yeah, we are. We are, dude. Yeah, we it's are. A, we have me. been for a <laughs> six minutes and 30 seconds. Oh, wow. Break. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so, so, boys and girls who are listening, we're pretty deep into the whiskey, the vintage that SB has. Uh, we killed a couple bottles of uh, Maker's Mark slash Monkey Shoulders couple rye and now we're in the mark, maker's mark 101 so you know bear with us guys this is, this is what legacy is all about fine whiskey great spells in the state of legacy yeah state of legacy, like very expensive liqueur and expensive magic cards and great gameplay by all that are listening well now that i know that we're recording i'm gonna start chiming in more. yeah you definitely were <laughs> out for the first six minutes yeah I was like, back. Well, whatever like ah. um oh let's do it on sir yeah, like, i mean mike check uh but yeah like rock nation like he's a great one he's a great player um and uh, like he knows how to navigate difficult matchups. Like, does. so for those of you who don't know, and like I'm sure everyone already knows, and I'm just getting I'm a little late for the party. But Rock is a Arizona native. He's a very good like Magic player, right? Like Legacy Standard Draft, everything. Like he's great in every capacity of Magic. Uh, he cut his teeth on Yu-Gi-Oh, so I don't know how much he cheated there, but wow. he now plays Magic. Shots fired. <laughs> no, nah, just joking. But like, no, Brian Rockenbach is a great Magic player, and like, if you if you get paired up against him, like, you can't fuck up. Like, no, you have to will. play. You have to play very tight, and you have to play very good Magic, because he will capitalize on any. You misplays any any opportunities Wait, that you present there's got to be a caveat to that because like i played some janky brews in but yeah but janky brews beat tier Her, brews yeah that's yeah. the thing is like he doesn't that's the, thing, the like, unexpected can beat the rock the, the yeah rock nation. exactly but like because he doesn't prepare for that but like you know like rock rock is a fucking monster like he's a rock he plays tight he plays well he knows the meta he knows the matchups he knows when to counter, when not to counter. He knows he's a good player. He's a great player, and it's a testament in the fact that he won this event against a deck that, on paper, he didn't would not beat. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Because yeah. like the the sneak and show deck has more main board counter spells than he does, 
And all they have to do is resolve one spell. Yeah. They resolve a sneak and show, or a sneak attack. They re- resolve a show and tell. They win, right? Yeah. I mean, but, unless you get the caudal play. Yeah. Then oh yeah, 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 yeah. Caudal. Yeah. I yeah. Like Tap your this. mana. Annihilate a trigger. Float it. Cast a caudal. He attacks into it. He's already attacking. Block. My one one has death touch. Right. Emrakul dies. Good luck. You Wait, have... actually, you might not have the snow permanence after it. You t- typically would not. Like... Yeah. Never mind. But, so, but, but again, you. You block because it's flying, and then you have another turn, and that opponent. You lose six sneak per- attack kills it. No, like you lose yeah, six per. Yeah, the sneak attack kills. kills it. So like yeah, well when you're playing a sneak attack build, Grizzlebrand is obviously king. Yeah. So you would keep the one Sylvan Library in play, let everything else die, and then you can just like find everything you need. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's enough. I, he was enough so, of this. Gr- yes, granted. Like I know, like sneak attack Emrakul has oftentimes not been enough. Sneak attack Emrakul is uh, Grizzlebrand. It usually is, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like annihilating six permanents is a big deal. So I I don't know how that matchup went. Like I wish Rock recorded it or streamed it, but knowing yeah. Rock, I'm sure he kept uh, JPA ninety three on his toes and. Yeah. He, he won through a tight tight match, right? Because four color control is not favored in this match. Yeah, I mean it, it does um, uh, like pay homage to the testament of the strong Arizona legacy players that are, are here in, in the valley or in the whole state of Arizona. We have we have great players, and I don't think we we get enough cloud in that in that aspect. I think well, we everybody do have cloud series now. Oh, but but like I, 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 people sleep on us. And I feel like that it's wasted. Everybody talks about California, Oregon, and then you got the East Coast players, and they forget about the entire space in between this whole huge country. And I'm glad that we have an Arizona local like putting some results. Yeah, to represent. Yeah. Absolutely, good job, Rock. Good yeah. job, Tony Morata, too, for like, crushing on the challenges. Yeah, he's been doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, another thing that kind of went on, we had the showcase kind of happen a while ago, and. I myself was kind of excited. I saw Int in the top eight. Uh, I saw their even Twitter posts. Apparently in the Swiss, they managed to go 7-0. Wow. And, uh, yeah, they lost to the Canadian threshold player. Who uh, took it down? Yeah, who took it, who ended up taking it down. But that was a really good run for Ant. It kind of, I'm just happy to see the deck put up some results. Can you say this, like, what, how is this list different than your list? Uh, it's kind of running a little lighter on preordains, but heavier on Vale of Summers for the main board. And um, other than that, our main board seems quite similar. I myself am not a defense grid player. Uh, I find that kind of hard to use, but apparently it put up some results, so I might give it a try. Um it's pretty heavy on Carpet of Flowers. Um, I haven't played Carpet actually in like two years, so I might have to dust mine off. I know it is a rug meta, so it might be like really the time to dust them off. Yeah, and then when um, David talks about defense group, there are two in the sideboard, but none in the main. Yeah. So yeah, that was just like the sideboard difference. Um, everything else kind of seems pretty similar to me, so I might also just have to dust off my own skills. But yeah, I'm just really happy to see uh, Antec doing a 7-0 and then getting into top eight. So I think Defense Grid is like one of those cards that's like, especially in a deck like this or Tess or like the Urza decks, like it's a must answer, right? Like so, yeah. it, it eats counter magic, right? Yeah. So whereas it it could be beneficial, but even if it gets countered, it serves a purpose, right? True. It eats a force of will. Um, in a blue card or yeah two for one yeah yeah it's a two for one so like defense grade like and I think decks like this I mean in general like you're just trying to overload with cards that are must answers and eventually at some point they can't answer it so you win yeah I do see that being pretty good I might not have to look at defense grid as a card but it is a must answer more so but like if you cast a defense grid and it resolves like you have the luxury of knowing that everything you do is going to resolve True, true. That is pretty nice. So yeah, I, I'm gonna test it out a little more. I'm pretty happy with this list. I already uh, put it up, put it together in Moto, and I'm getting ready for uh, the upcoming weekend. 
and I, I do love the three card reply where it's like I love that card I, I if I could play it I would love to play it like the being able to get free mana like for just because your opponent plays the islands is amazing for one green oh yeah yeah every turn is insane it's a must counter yeah it's really really good so I played an Omni show and anytime I play like Rug Delve or something and I board in they fucking turn one I'll cast mm. carpet they fucking force pitch days brainstorm Dak, not, not Dak, but like Oko, <laughs> whatever. Like they're they're yeah. pitching, they're pitching blue cards to counter it because like yeah. carpet is a fucking real threat. So it really is. Um, it, it could be a Dak going to Strifeful Pile. Strifeful, but yeah, 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 could be, could be, yeah. To kind of just go over the rest of the top eight, we kind of saw some other decks that haven't shown up in a minute. We have two elves decks. Uh, one Doomsday deck, a Hogak, Eldrazi. I haven't seen that deck in a hot minute. And Death and Taxes to kind of finish up the top eight. Well, like we were talking about that again, Rick. I'm just kidding, guys. It's no, like, there's no there's Rick in no this Rick one. In it. it's, it's, so it's, Sydney it's, it's, is very high on the Rick uh, humans deck. No. <laughs> I want to play that blue white. But no, guy. this is an interesting top eight. But like, I mean, obviously the best deck wins in Rug Delver, Canadian Threshold, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Took it down, but yeah, you had El- two elves, Doomsday Storm, Hogak, Eldrazi, and Death and Taxes. Like, I mean, Rug Delver is just like the deck to beat, right? It really is. You have to have a solid plan against it, or you're playing the deck. I do like enjoy the fact that Death and Taxes is playing the new car, Skyclave a- Apparition. Yeah, so good, good call. I think like Death Death and Taxes is on the uptick because they have Sky. What is it? Uh, Skyclave Apparition. Skyclave Apparition, and then they also have that new creature that gives them uh, plus one, plus one counters. I don't know the name, but like I agree, it, it's a modern, like, mono white aggro card. No, it's a new card. Uh, yeah, it's like look it up. Look, one color is one white. It's a one one. At the beginning of your combat, you can give another any other creature a one one counter. I don't know the name, but like, yeah, we don't have it in that list in that top eight, but I, I can see it. Luminarch Aspirin. So it's one white, one color. It's a one-on-one creature. At the beginning of combat, on your turn, put a one-on-one counter creature control. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's it's insane. Yeah, it's good. good. Yeah. So I think D&T has received like, new cards that like make it more viable. I know Plague Engineer shut it down for a little bit, but like there are new cards that have like made it a viable deck again. And to my dismay, I assume D&T might have a greater level of representation in the meta. Yeah, so. I agree with you. I agree with your dismay. Like, I, I guess so. It is a bad matchup against Blue Red Delver, and I hate seeing DNT. So, D- you DNT players, stop. The new Magic cards are coming out. They're not that good, even though they're showing results. I'm lying, but like, please quit, quit sleeping <laughs> up these cards. Well, yeah, and like, I mean, so do you guys believe like Skycloud App, Skyclave Apparition is like an answer to like stuff like Elko and Uro? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It seems pretty good. Because I, mean, I don't, I don't know how D and T beats Oko. No, because it can turn any. Outside of Revoker, I mean Revoker is good, but like this, if you know Revoker, this skips. So like, Revo- there's one Revoker in his list. Sure. And I think if they they're making the exception, like all right, Revoker's good against Oko, but in the late game, I can violin an apparition or I can cast it. And then I can permanently deal with this. Plus, Revoker doesn't really deal with it. Cause, like you could kill the Revoker and it goes back online. Yeah, with this bolt, literally exiles it. Yeah, and, and it, if you end up killing the apparition, you get what a three-three. A three-three that DNT does not give a fuck about. No, no, they'll answer that easily. So yeah, I think it's a much more solid answer instead of like Band-Aid on Oko, like not a Band-Aid, but like. A, muzzle for a second yeah no absolutely like yeah if you can get rid of it it's better than like silencing it until your yeah. revoker leaves soon, so. yeah so like i, w- I kind of want to see what the canadian threshold like list is is it this is a stock rugged delver list and it looks like it is yeah. i mean they are running more tarmogoyfs like i know like hooting mandrels was like taking uh priority but i've seen the split more often than not now. Yeah, maybe not three goys, but... So the, I see one card as a rug player that is new to me. 
run afoul. What is, and this is the sideboard. Uh, one of in the sideboard. Run afoul. It is a uh, one green. Target it's, opponent. It's like Dark Depths. Wow. Oof. It's an instant one green. Target opponent sacrifices a creature with flying. So the way it really reads is target player discard sacrifices their Merrillage. Is it trying like well they have two submerged so like I guess they bring in the two submerged and the worm. But you can play around oh. submerged. Yeah, so I, I guess that's why the run of foul is in the list. There's a one of and yeah, like it deals with Merrillage. Not bad. And all, hey, also Emerald Delver. Also Emerald Mer- Mer- <laughs> I play it in the Delver Mirror. You bring in Emrakul? No, run of foul. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Show and tell. Emrakul, run of foul. Sack that Emrakul. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, this, this is going to be like cast prior to combat so you don't have that knowledge to trigger. Yeah, exactly. Or before they take their extra turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I was thinking more of like sneak attack. Like, alright. It, it can swing in for yep. one time but now you don't even get the attack. Green has been like the most pumped color in like mm-hmm. years. Yeah, yeah. It's powerful now, guys. But yeah, like Renafal, I see how it makes sense. It's like a solid guard. It's like for one green... Not bad. Kill some flyers. Oh, sweet. Uh, so, what are you guys' plans for the weekend? You mean eternal weekend? <laughs> oh shit! So, yeah. for those of you are legacy players, like historically, we've always gone to like, was it Pittsburgh? Yes, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh for eternal weekend. Obviously, one year Columbus, but Columbus, Columbus, Ohio, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, we can't travel, so Eternal Weekend's online this year, and you don't have to have magic cards. You don't need to have magic cards. Apparently. What do you What do you mean? Uh, yeah, uh, Sydney, I think you explained it to me. So, yeah, like, I think like me. SB like send us a link trying to hype up this, and I, I do enjoy the like they're actually going to this format. You. Pay twenty dollars to buy twenty five. I think twenty five. What twenty to thirty dollars, whatever it is, to enter in their tournament. They will give you a God account on Moto starting tomorrow or this Monday. Monday on Monday, so you can play a bunch of different legacy decks, find your jam, so that when you are slotted to your uh, event on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever one you want, you're able to play that deck. So I think it's great value for $30 to be able to uh, play any legacy deck you want, find what you think is the best fit for you, and then play on uh, this this great like format. And this like, big tournament, internal weekend, for, for, for $20 to $30. The fact that you get a God account, and then it, I think it extends into a few more days into the uh, next three. week. Yeah, so that you can Ooh. keep on playing different legacy decks and then like deciding what you like playing. So, Sydney, let me ask you this. Are you playing in, if so, which decks are you going to play? I would love to, to jam a bunch of different Blue-Red Devil lists. Oh. Stuff, or Stoneblade. Okay. I like Stoneblade. Uh, I was able to take a, a, a match down, or game, down to SB. He was able to, uh, to win out on game, uh, like the next game, two and three. After he cyborg, but I didn't cyborg. I think I was able. Like, if I would have been, I just cyborg and forcible. All right, but like I, I had disenchants, metal images, and he was playing some Urza build. So which those di- those cards would have been powerful, and I could have like picked out some of the, the cards that don't mean shit in, in that matchup. But like, if I would have had a god account, yeah, like like mess around with your cyborg, mess around with your flex spots, tune your deck so then when you're able to like when you finally get to the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You have a list that you're you're happy with, and then if you're able to win out, shit, just invest in that in moto. Yeah, no, like, and you're totally right. Like, so it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. Each yeah. day there's an event, and the winner receives an original piece of art. That's insane. Uh, uh, yeah, original magic piece of art. Like, I think it's Rashad Port, Maze of Ith, and Waste. Uh, no, Caracas. Caracas. Say like that. But Come with me. for a twenty-five dollar turn, <laughs> imagine winning all of that for twenty-five bucks. The EV's insane. Yeah. yeah, like if you win one of those original pieces of art, that's like tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, 
Like, I, I, I throw the dice with a burn deck. <laughs> right? I mean, for hey, burn, burn just like that shit. You know, like, yeah. it's all about the matches. But so, like, so then the positive, David, are you going to? Uh, so, me, myself, I actually have work on Friday. So, unfortunately, I'm going to have to miss that day. But Saturday and Sunday, I'm planning on playing. Uh, I, I'm i going to do Ant because I've been playing Ant for, I think, two, three years now. Sure, sure. But... With the yeah, uh, with the re resurge of Doomsday, uh, it's not necessarily as I've said a million times the style I want to do. But with this God account, I'm gonna do one tournament and one tournament Doomsday and see how I feel after both events. Uh, I'm not gonna tell our viewers which one's which. Oh, you want? I don't so. even know your username, bro. On Moto. <laughs> Don't, uh, tell, don't tell the world. Yeah, Let's we, keep it a hush hush. We'll keep that a hush hush. And then maybe next cast, if you if you do great and you win it, you can like, oh, it was me, boys. <laughs> exactly. Got him. <laughs> yeah, when I walk home with two pieces of original art. What about you, Esther? What are you going to do? Fuck, man. <laughs> so, work's insane, but I'm going to try and take off Friday and Saturday to play. Um, I don't know, like... I'm not a huge fan of Dark Depths right now, but I'll probably play Turbo Depths in one of them. And maybe Urza Combo and the other two. Oh, You've wow. been playing that a bit. We'll see. Like, Yeah, I really like the Urza Combo deck. And like, I think in a meta of Rug and Snow Codex, like Chalice, an unfair Chalice deck is good. Yeah, it's definitely not bad. So like, when I what I say by that is like, Maverick decks they play Chalice but they're like not they're fair right like they take their time to win the match whereas Urza like you turn turn one Chalice and then like turn two or turn three win the game like yeah. just win or you put them in a position to where the game is unwinnable from their perspective right like so it's a hundred percent sure shot that I will play broken combo deck yeah which combo decks I play I don't know that's up in the air but I'm going to try and play all three because, like, I mean, winning a piece of magic art is, like, take unreal. It, play between we, calls. Maybe you can, like... Well, I don't take calls. Like, in between meetings yeah. or some shit, but... Yeah, he's, he's a leader, guys. He's a leader. Yes, he's... You know, not in the calls. You will, like... Yeah, like... No, but, like, so... your team to do exactly what he needs to do. Hey, guys, i got to make this uh, decision. So, like, like... No, like... Are you guys are you gonna call a meeting uh, like in, Among Us and like all right, guys, like a four-hour-long meeting? Yeah. If I mentioned no, I'm gonna try and take the time off. All right, um, but yeah, I, I want to play all three of them because like there's three pieces of art that are like incredible. Like I mean, the EV's insane, so like I'm gonna try and play all of them. I will play a combo deck at any of them, but so we'll see how it goes. Hey, um, you get like a bunch of chests too, right? Yeah, who cares about that? I want I want to win Maze of It. Like Maze of It art is so sick. So is Rashad Port. Yeah. But I mean, the goal is to win, right? So my goal is to play, have fun and play of the real world. All right. So Sydney, like, if if you were to play in one of the three, uh, wait. First off, are you gonna play in any of them? I feel this weekend I should like I will because my house will close and the miserliness of myself will have some expendable income. And I will be able to dish out thirty dollars. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I love it. Please, you guys are shaking your hands. Look at the way playing one. Uh, but yeah, like it, it, I would love to play in it because it, 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 I like Moto as 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 an alternative to Paper Magic, where a legacy can thrive and continue to live, and I will support it in any way I can. So, with the God Account aspect, will you play a different deck or you play Delver? It, it'll be blue. Blue Red Delver or Stoneblade? Not Rug Delver? No, I don't. I, I played Rug Delver. Oko's the best card in Legacy. It's not my jam, guys. It's again, it's a person. But if you're trying to win, and I, I, I'm playing this game again to have fun, hang out with bros and people that like this game and people that are like minded in this hobby. It is not like super competitive. And if I'm able to win with like my 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 brouhaha, I will. I, I, that make that means more to me than like playing it in that deck. All right, all right. Yeah, I respect that. I'll see you in the top eight. 
As well as you, David. I'll see you in the finals. Oh, hey, <laughs> if one of us won, it'd be sorry, it'd be incredible. Yeah, that would be. I'll see you in the top 32, guys. <laughs> I'll see you round one. Round one. <laughs> round one. So I should, like, stock my cyborg against Doom like, no, like, Storm. <laughs> I think it is cool that, like, Wizards is doing supporting Eternal Weekend on a digital format where, like, you don't have to own the cards. You can you pay twenty five bucks, you get the God account, you can play, and then literally like, the piece of art is still online, which has always yeah. been the case for all Eternal Weekends. Whereas like the winner gets a piece of art of either a piece of power or a dual land or like a special land. So anything good, but yeah, it's it's gonna be sweet. And with them supporting Eternal Weekend online, I think that kind of shows a sign of hope that they're going to support Eternal Weekend when this is over. Yeah. Like, they'll do something, actually. And, like, Vintage has been around. They still do their one-year Eternal Weekend for Vintage. They're going to keep Legacy around. Well, no, there's an Eternal Weekend for Vintage, too. Exactly. exactly. So there's three... Like, if you if you wanted to go balls to the wall, you could play in three Vintage events. Good thing I have three monitors. Uh, you can... <laughs> but, triple Q. Yeah, but. triple Q but yeah, no, I think there's definitely going to be tournaments at the end, and yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's cool that they're doing an internal weekend this year, and they're still doing the art as a, a prize, because like, that's a huge draw, right? Like, or, like winning an original piece of magic art. Yeah. That's like a big deal. I, I wouldn't need any additional prizing. Yeah. Like, it's just a piece of art. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah. Like, if you could, if you could pay twenty five dollars to play in an event, and if you win, you get a, a piece of fucking art that's like Maze Vith, Shadport, uh, Caracas. Like, that's huge. So. Yeah. It it'll be a lot of fun. I'm sure we're all gonna play in it, and we'll have to recap it next next uh, in the next podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, we get like Tony Hare. Oh, we'll invite someone over, but get we'll, on the podcast. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll review our eternal weekend scores. Uh, we might even post a picture with the winning art. But <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so. Catch it's, us next time. Yeah. Thanks for now. I was a steal.